believe in the Arizona Cardinals. It is the Arizona Cardinals-centric specific show, where, of course, we talk about the Arizona Cardinals here in the Phoenix metropolitan area. I am one of your co-hosts. My name is Javon Adams, and with me, as always, is a man who not only played professional baseball, but he also played in the National Football League in that first Super Bowl-bound team for the Atlanta Falcons, the one and only Ed Easy Smith. What is good, my brother? Good, man, good. Let's get into this Believe. Indeed, indeed. And joining us, who is a he's he's a he's a friend of the program. He's a brother of the program, is what we like to say. Uh, the one and only casual E Earl Burnett of KSRN. That's casual sports, KSRNAZ.com. There we go. All right. Casual. It's, ca- yeah, because I, I sometimes we get the yeah, it's yeah, you know, you get the call letters and all that good stuff. But uh, so what is good, my brother? Hey, same on same one. I appreciate you guys having me come in. It's pretty cool. It's been a minute. It's been a minute. It has Boys. been. It has been. We we getting back. Uh, uh, we getting back all up on the. Uh, you know, getting in the swing of things. So getting in that rhythm. But so getting ready, couple... getting ready to have an attitude all season, right? <laughs> <laughs> and that's what we gonna get into for sure. We got a few things we want to talk about. One, the pre preseason game number one is in the rearview mirror. So any takeaways from that? Also, uh, kind of look at the box score. Anything that jumps jumps out at us. Uh, the up the next game is coming up uh, tomorrow, so Friday for the against the uh, the Chiefs. So and then something whether I want to get your thoughts on whether it's a big deal or no deal when it comes to coaches with their player fines. But let's get into the first one. I was at game number one against the Denver Broncos, and uh, the Cardinals ended up pulling out a win. But wins or losses, whatever the case may be. What any takeaways? Were there any big takeaways? For the most part, the uh, the the Cardinals came away unscathed when it, in the injury in the in, on the injury side of things. Uh, what Tune Clayton Tune ended up playing a whole lot. Um, you know, it, any big takeaways? I'll start with you first, Ed. Any takeaways from that from game number one? Um, not not really. I mean, these are preseason games. Um, starters, you know, not playing a whole lot. Um, we're in a unique situation because of our quarterback injury, one um, new regime taking over. Not a lot, of, and I'm just being honest, not a whole lot of talent on this team. So it's almost like not a lot to protect, if you ask me. Okay. You know, you look at other teams and, you know, they're taking like like with their quarterbacks, it's like taking a piece of fine china out of the box for the first time with the gloves on. You don't want to chip anything, you know, that type of stuff. I mean, we could drop the box, um, you know, splatter, you know, porcelain all over the floor. And for the most part, it's not going to be that big a deal if you ask me because of the expectations of the season. Our biggest thing is for Gannon and Austin Ford as well, their jobs are to get as much out of this, I guess, first, you know, iteration of whatever it's going to be. Not a lot of talent. And then for, for Austin Ford, you know, clinically just scrubbing other teams' um, rosters to see what is out there as far as, you know, when cuts are made and stuff like that. We know what this season is going to look like. This first game, you know, I had people texting me about, oh, my God, did you see the game? You know, how exciting. <laughs> and I'm, I'm like, wow, really? You know, you're getting Ooh. that excited about this one? You know, <laughs> wait wait till they really start to count. This is, like I said, we got the dub. You can put this one on the – Let's chalk it off. Uh, I didn't take a whole lot from this one, though. No. What about you, Casually? Yeah, it's kind of hard to take anything from a preseason game, but us as Cardinal fans and analysts, analysts, we have been this in this this in this story before. You know, having to start a new regime and see how things going to look. 
Mm-hmm. And and a thing that stands out to me is okay, you you know, it's a preseason game, it's pretty basic vanilla stuff, but the thing that stands out to me is watching what type of scheme we're going to be running. Okay. And at least you get an opportunity to see what we're going to or what we could potentially look like. Mm-hmm. And last time we've been here before, we saw a bunch of gimmicks and mm-hmm. a bunch of stuff that we're like, okay, what are we doing? What 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 is the offense? What is the I love the scheme. The scheme is showing a little bit more of a power scheme, a little bit more of that counters and things of that nature, more of a Philadelphia type of D offense, you know, okay. Philadelphia style offense. Okay. I, I like that, you know, I don't I don't I haven't met JG yet and I haven't, you know, really studied up on it, but I love his attitude and what he's trying to instill in this team, his 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 philosophy of of effort and hitting. You know, his philosophy of we're going to be a hard-nosed, tough-nosed tight end. You saw that in the game. Now, it's a preseason game, and and, and their, their, their culture stood out a little bit. And the culture is fly around, hit anything moving that's that's near the ball. And I like that. And with, with this team, we haven't seen that, of course. Y'all know that. Yeah. We, have, we haven't seen that. But I, what I, the first thing that stood out to me, like I said, is I didn't see a gimmick. I saw we looked like a NFL team. We look like an NFL team. At least we know that we we have an opportunity to be in games. The next thing that stood out to me was the depth chart and how Isaiah Simmons is playing on the second team. Yeah, and and and, and that kind of stood out. But but then when when you look at it, is where they're playing him at safety is why he's on the second team. And to me, again, here we go again. That stood out because I think they're still playing him out of position, and we'll get into that if you want to get into that. But I think they're still playing him out of position. But other than that, that's what stood out to me. That was the only thing I was watching was, let me see what type of scheme we're going to be running. And then, and from the get-go, from the get-go, I'm a little jacked up. Just just not saying they're going to do anything, because we already know what this season might potentially look like. But right. if you could come out there and you can hit somebody in the mouth, you got an opportunity to at least be in some games. Yeah. So let's talk about that, though. So you mentioned and we we talked about him last week in terms of one of, one of the articles that came out about him that he felt that he was finally being put in a position to be to to flourish as opposed to just doing what was right for the team last season. Mm-hmm. And now he's, you know, they're continuing to move around, but expand, expand upon that a little bit. You're saying that you still think that he's not in the right position. Well, perhaps the Cardinals see him as a safety. But I mean, but when you already have two potential, yeah. well, you have a, a you have an all star safety, and you have another guy that's pretty much not getting off. You're not going to get that guy off the field. How are you going to get him in the, on the field in that position, other mm. than a back in a backup role? Yeah, when you could be using that talent, I think he should be on the rushing the quarterback. The, his size, his speed fits the offensive line up in the box somewhere. You're talking about putting him on on slot corners and trying to cover. The speed in today's NBA, I mean, uh, NFL is is ridiculous. And I know right. he's a good athlete. He's an athletic type of guy, but he's still he's still a tall, linky type of dude. And a speedster guy will get around him no matter how fast he is. I I don't. I, I in my opinion, it's just it's one man's opinion. Yeah. I, I just think that they should go ahead and put the guy in a position to make plays consistently. So when you would think that Zayvon would be so him doing what they have Zavin about to try to exactly. do. Exactly. So you and, think that Simmons is more, more better fitted, better suited for something. Better fitted like to, to, to like come, coming off the edge. I mean, look at, I mean, he kind of reminds me a little bit of uh, Par- Parsons from the Cowboys, just mm. his body, how he looks. 
Yeah. Put him out there. Let him be disruptive. Put him on the edge. Let him start to rush the quarterback. Right. I mean, you know, you know what? It, it, what it sounds like to me, though, Earl, is that he has not impressed them enough for them to want to do that with him. You know, okay. sometime when, like, you know, if you're because I think you're spot on as far as the position and what they should be doing with them. In my opinion, if they're not doing it. He's not showing them something yeah. that they are looking for. There's probably a reason why they have Collins there because maybe mm-hmm. Collins is showing them he's a little bit of a dog, you know, and, hey, this dude's going to get after it. How many times over the last few years have we been like, you know, like Simmons is out there just like like a rabid dog just ready to go. Yeah. He, does, he doesn't strike me as that dude, and, and, and I agree with you. They should be utilizing him. Anytime you got a guy like him, and he's on running second team in year right. what four or five what was this right. four or five? That's that's that, my point. Yeah. That that's a red flag. Red flag. Like, you know, going down the wrong way on a on a on a highway. So <laughs> for me, that's something something be said that you know that he's not number one on on the chart uh, at some position. So right. Yeah. Interesting. Interesting. All right. So believe in the Arizona Cardinals as we get into, well, I want to ask this. One of the things that I noticed, there's still a lot of, and this is probably more of the today's NFL, but there was still a lot of shotgun. Is that something? And maybe, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm scarred. <laughs> I'm scarred forever because that's all we saw was shotgun, shotgun, shotgun. And so anytime I, I see shotgun, it just, it just has me, it has me, uh, it, it has me having flashbacks. Is that something to be concerned about? Earl, when you saw that, or or is it that's just today's NFL, and if you mix it up enough, you should be fine. Yeah, I, I watched the tape twice, unfortunately, but yes, uh, I I do think <laughs> that it is. I do think that it was a good percentage of under the center as opposed okay. to shotgun. And I think when you're in the preseason, you're, you're working on things. I mean, shotgun is going to be you don't want to show too much. So, but but I I do like the percentages where I know for sure this team will get under center. I like the fact that they're running the football from under center and not just that RPO thing. Right. We're running the football in a power scheme under center. Now, my question, of course, is going to be: Was that game plan just because of who you had as quarterback, as mm. opposed to as yes. opposed to will you run that same scheme with the number one guy? And, and 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 in my point, in my in my uh, from what I'm looking at, that's the key because when you think about one play in that game, that made me go, "Uh oh, wait a minute! They just doing this because they have a this quarterback was the fourth and one play. What play was the fourth and one play? Quarterback sneak. It mm-hmm. was the Philadelphia Eagles all Philadelphia Eagles West quarterback sneak. Let's push <laughs> this ball, get our big dude, and put. And then the winning play was give it to the running back, let him push the. Can you imagine Kyler Murray on a fourth and one mm. doing a quarterback sneak? I, I I can't see that. So I'm so I'm wondering, was it just like, oh, we got this kid out here, let's just use it because we have him. Gotcha. When you get your main guy there, that's going to be the telling all tell of all things of what this scheme is going to be like because I'm hoping they're not going to cater to what they think is Kyler's strength. Or, and then make him play in whatever system they're putting him in because he needs to learn how to play under center. So I I, I want to mm. see if that's the case. Mm. Mm. You want to add anything to that, Ed? No, I mean Earl hit it all right there. I you know I'm, I'm you saw me I'm shaking my head while he's saying that because <laughs> it's all about you know yeah this one is preseason 
Um, you're not really scheming too much, and it is working on different things. The other thing was your personnel, and I'm me for one. I would even throw another caveat in there. Whatever we are, when the time comes for the reports to come out that Kyler is getting close and he's healthy, mm-hmm. that's going to dictate whether he even comes back this year, depending on what the record is. But then also, once you get him in there, you got to remember he's going to be coming off a knee that's not fully exactly. healed. So, I don't, I, you know, the, this is for Kyler. This is going to be a year of trying to get over that hump mentally, even more than physically. Mm-hmm. And that play right there, you're talking about the quarterback sneak. That's to be in every quarterback's exactly uh, uh, book, and then they're their tool bag. That's that's a like one on one. You know, everybody has their technique. They like the, how, how they like to do it. Some quarterbacks like to take the drop step and go. Others like to push from behind. Others like to pick a crease. You know, we've never even seen Kyler even do one. So, <laughs> and, you know, as far as getting under center and stuff like that, yeah. this is all going to be new to him. And I mark my word. Remember what I've been talking about the last few years. There's a reason why he doesn't like to be under center. It's not because it's uncomfortable for him necessarily taking the ball it's whatever what it entails being under center when you're under center there's a lot of play action right yeah what do you have to do when you don't play action you have to turn turn your back back. and when you're a little open prey after that (laughs) when you're a little bitty quarterback what do you have to do you have to turn and then refocus and get the picture again when right. you take, imagine you're driving down the road 60 miles an hour, right? And we're not stupid enough to do this. Try closing your eyes for three seconds on the one on one and then open it in rush hour traffic, right? Uh, you would be scared to death. Well, what, what uh, happened when you open your eyes? It's like it's a shock to your system. And that's ooh. exactly what playing quarterback under center, faking, turn around and looking, and then having to rediscover that coverage and everything and pick up where right. blitzes and ooh. everything are coming from. That's something yeah, that's he doesn't fair. like to do. And that's something – and here's my question. Can they teach him that this late in his career? And Ooh. I say late because he's a 20-some-odd-year-old yeah. young man. I mean, 230 yeah. large. This isn't – you know, this is one-on-one. Most quarterbacks have been doing this, even though we don't do it, see a lot in today's game. Most quarterbacks have still done it from high school on. Right. He's never been under center. So that's a something they're either going to have to – teach him or get him comfortable with. And I don't know if it's too late to make that a part of his uh, arsenal. I like your, I like your analogy about, uh, about being, yeah, exactly. About uh, putting on the blind, just real quick. I have been there before (laughs) driving down the freeway uh, and, and, and you forget to latch your 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 uh, hood of the car, the trunk of the, hood of the car, Ooh. that sucker flies up, and you are blinded for like three. He's like, oh, oh yeah, and out of control. You don't yes, know what to think until you finally get relaxed and you finally figure out what to do. But yeah, man, that's a good analogy. It's it's real. There we <laughs> go. Believe in the Arizona Cardinals. So let's let's uh, take it down the home stretch. We got the 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 game against the Chiefs again. The the Chiefs are coming here to to Arizona. Um, what what do you want to see? What any expectations? What'll what'll help you to be able to to maybe become a little bit more comfortable or confident, I guess is the better better word, as we inch closer to the start of the season. I'll start with you first, Casual E. Well, uh one of the other things that I didn't mention earlier about what stood out a little bit was uh, a little bit of pressure that we were getting on the quarterbacks. 
We right. were getting two or three, two or three guys were all flying trying to get that's to the, true. But Gardeck, I think, got in but, there. Yeah, Gardeck got a sack, and Cam Thomas got in there, and got some hits, and and I'm thinking, okay, now is this a is this a product of we're playing the Denver Broncos, who's pretty much the same level as we are, and it's preseason. <laughs> I want to see if we can get that same pressure in the first team on a Patrick Mahomes. Okay, the first couple of series, I want to see if we can get that same pressure. On the quarterback, that same relentless running around trying to get to the quarterback, at least being in his face. You might not get to him and sack him, but at least make it un- make it uncomfortable for him. At the same time, I want to see if our corners can cover those rece- cover receivers. Mm. We've seen that that's going to be one of the, the the weak spots of the team is we don't have Byron Murphy anymore. So now, okay, here we go. We got to figure out who's going to cover receivers and who's going to you know be that guy that kind of you know can cover in the in the secondary. And I, I'm looking at. Uh, Hamilton had a pretty good showing last week against third stringers and all those things. I get it. And then uh, you got uh, who's the other guy, Marco Wilson. So we don't know. I mean, this is it. You know, we got to go with what we have. But yeah. I just want to see if we can hang from a s- schematic standpoint the things that and and the reason not going to break out the whole arsenal. We know that. But uh, just can, can you can if you can handle their basic packages and get a little bit of pressure on the quarterback. I want to just see them make. Patrick move a little bit and see if we can see if we can get him out of comfortable. We, I'm not looking for score in this game. I'm looking. I'm not looking for a win in this game because we already know this is not anything yeah. to be. You want to continue to go in and work on the things and keep that culture going because I like the culture of relentless, 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 relentless. I mean, yeah. JG's his his philosophy. I love it. Effort and hitting. Well, let's go see if we can do some effort and hitting in this game and and, and put some stuff on tape to make us go. Well, you know. Two and fifteen may not be happening this year. It might be at least about five or six or something. You know, who knows? <laughs> okay. I like that. Easy. I'm confused because I don't know where we are in the preseason <laughs> right now. No, I'm serious. Think, think about this. Normally, the, you know, up until just a few yeah. years ago, a couple years ago, it was four games. The second to the last preseason game will be your dress rehearsal. Right. That would be right. the one where everybody's coming out. You got your right. starters playing at least like up until the first half. True. So they you so we can come out of locker room for the first time to get you know accustomed to real time you know football right yeah, yeah this is game two we don't we don't know who's starting we don't even know who our starters are for the most part our quarterbacks injured um is this the game where we you know play everybody get you know if you're asking what I'm looking for Jay I have no idea I have no idea. <laughs> Because I don't know how they're handling this. Yeah. You know, you would I'd want to ideally what I'd want to see is okay, we're we're gonna go at this one like we would game week one for real. You know, so we're gonna a real play calling, a little bit of schematics. Um, uh, you know, let's play up to the first half so we can come out, get, you know, what it really feels like we're gonna be because you gotta remember, we talked about this last week too, Jay. This is not just preseason for our players, this is preseason. Preseason for a lot of our coaching staff too. Right. So right. how are they going to handle certain things? You know, going in, doing everything at the half. You know, making the adjustments, making their man. I have no idea. So I guess along the lines of what Brother Earl just said, you know, let's just let's keep it as crisp and clean, and let's get guys flying around. I don't care what the score necessarily is. This is going to be a tough ask if Andy plays Mahomes and them. Those dudes are so efficient. That and so quick with what they're doing, it's going to be hard to get at Mahomes. Because one, right. they're not going to allow you to get to them. Right. Even though they have them out there, it's going to be a lot of quick stuff. You know, mm-hmm. they might throw a wrinkle or two out there at you. But this is 
you know, this is about as close as you're going to get, in my opinion, as far as the Chiefs to a team that they take this stuff seriously, but they also, you know, like I said, they they know how to do it. Yeah. They're out there almost playing with the teams, you know, just because they've done this, you know, they might even, you know, they're going to work on a couple things and they'll use us as a guinea pig right. so they can put something right. on tape yeah. so they can have that and pull in their yeah. back pocket for week 10 of this season or something like that. <laughs> so you have no idea. But at the same time, I, I don't know what this Cardinals team, what what can they do to, to show me that they're ready? I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, it's oh, it's I, interesting. Yeah. This this should have been the game. Well, I guess it couldn't because you you know I'm going to be around that area for uh for that other event. But uh, this should have been the game for that that my wife should have got us tickets for because <laughs> it, just because it's more sentimental because of my dad. You know, having been a been a Kansas City Chiefs fan. But uh, yeah, yeah that's would have right. been a better game. But anyway, that's how that's how it goes. So um, actually, the better one was the one you won. I guess this one might live, look a little different. But right. What's interesting, though, it will. It's not. I think this is what I saw last week being there in the game, being there in person is something that we're going to see even more of this season. And what I mean by that is there were a lot of Bronco representation in the building. So we've started to see that over the last three or four years anyway, that protect the nest type of thing. It started to go away that that it where we would see a lot of the opposing team's jersey in in the uh, in the stadium. And I think we're going to see a lot of that this season because I I, I think the, a lot of the fans are going to take that wait and see approach, especially because you got to come out as as one dude that I uh, listen to says hip pocket national to be able to to buy those tickets and and be able to cast your vote for the team in that way. So it's going to be a lot of teams that'll be a lot of teams that'll be able to invade the uh, the what state State Farm Stadium. Real quick, Jay, I I was a member of those ninety. 90- seven Falcons before the 98 version. Yeah. And I remember being coming coming out of our own locker room in the dome, the, the old the dome over there, Georgia Dome, and thinking I was on the road. <clears throat> I remember we, and it was your team. It was the Raiders came in. And I was like, damn. I was like, are we in Oakland or are we in Atlanta? <laughs> and that, that is such a, a, a humbling feeling. Ooh. And I can only imagine for these players, you know, to come out and see more orange, or more red in this uh, iteration with the Chiefs coming in, man, it's going to be a long season of that. And that can really, it can demean a team. And that's something that every week these players are going to have to try to get over because there are going to be very few instances where they come out and the opposing team is is muffled by our screaming <laughs> bird gang fans. It's just, it really is. Like I said, it's humbling. Yeah, at the same time, I mean, it's nothing new here in Arizona. I mean, no. it's nothing yeah. new. I mean, I, I covering the Diamondbacks. I, man, I'm coming to the stadium, and they, more than half the stadium is the other team. Right? The Especially other time the we Dodger had, series, last man. Week. The Dodgers, man. You'd be surprised at teams that come in there with other uh, Seattle Mariners came in there and filled the thing up. I'm like, whoa. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it's nothing new here. It's nothing new. Interesting. So let's, so something. What is it a big deal or not? So came across, and I, I got. Ed is the one that brought this to my attention because somebody reached out to him that Uh-oh. that 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 uh, that put it on his radar. Player fines. So, um, JG. So Coach Gannon is he's is quoted as saying that he's you know has these these different fines. So if your if your phone goes off or whatever the case may be, player fines. And I want to I want to find the exact fine 
as I do 15, this. 15,000 for a phone going off. 15,000. 15,000. Big deal or no deal? Big deal or no? It seems a little bit excessive to me. I don't care, especially if if I'm on the if I'm those the 98%, <laughs> so I'm not making millions and millions of dollars and my phone just happens to go off and that's and and I got to pay that big that big of a fine. It seems to be a little excessive, but um you know, I'm it, big deal or no deal. We'll start with you first, Ed. I got fined seven hundred fifty dollars one time for not signing the sheet to for dinner one night. <laughs> that was a big deal to me. Yeah. I mean, yeah. seven hundred fifty dollars. Yeah. Now I can't imagine five thousand, fifteen thousand. <laughs> I mean, and that's you know that's man. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> everybody has their limit of what you know because I I do know one of my best friends in the world. He got fined for weight every week. And it would double. And he showed me the wow. checks. He showed me what they were taking out of his check over the course of the season. And it was in the tens and fifteen thousand dollar range and stuff like that. And he was like, you know, and I'm like, holy, you know. So man. to every man has his limit. Like yeah. I said, seven hundred fifty dollars was was hurt my feelings. I can't imagine with these fines. And, and the thing is, you almost have to ask: Is that real, or is that just? That seems a little excessive to me. Yeah. So is that really real? If it's really real, I would, man, I wouldn't even bring my phone to the facility. <laughs> For real. Just in case That's I forgot. Real. I just seriously, my phone would be in the 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 at the house or in the in the truck. I'm not bringing that thing inside. Just and the other one, as far as being late and stuff like that. That's what, if you're late, that's on you. I mean, yeah, so. Yeah. But if these fines are real, they're excessive. But I guarantee you, they they get these guys' attention. So that's right. That, that's, that's, that's the key. And real now, quick, it would seem to be the being late thing would probably you'd want to find more than the phone. But I guess how our phones are connected to us and they're always with us and all that type of stuff. I I guess I could see that being a little bit more. But I would think the being late. I want you on time. I want you early to this. The phone meeting. is right. disrespectful, though. That's mm. the thing. That's, that's the, 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 that's the phone it. is disrespectful. And, that's. And, yeah. And let's just go, let's be real about this. Remember, we've been here before too. This is another, we've been here before when you have a new culture, a new regime coming in. Yeah. And the old one showed you what everybody's used to. Yeah. And when you, and, and you've been there before, like I said, Jay, when you always talked about the corporate world, when yeah. you come in as a super, a new supervisor, you have to instantly put down the law. If you don't put it down, we saw this with Cliff. Yeah. You don't put it down, what you going to be? Yeah. Now this these these fines and stuff might be excessive, but I think they're excessive because we're making a culture change. Once the gotcha. the culture gets where it's supposed to be, and everybody's mindset is, oh, I'm not going to do that, and and you want to see that translate to the field in that mm. game again. Four penalties, yeah. four penalties for the Cardinals. This is the Cardinals we're talking about, right. and so some of that stuff can start to reflect on the field, and that's what I think JG's trying to do. Is hey, look, okay. it's not going to be camp can't kick back and chill with the coach uh like the <laughs> last four years right i think i think it's a, i think it's a good thing for a team that's when you're making that culture team we saw ba come in and do the exact same thing he had your name on a list and what you did <laughs> the, the <laughs> yeah. accountability chart yeah i remember i that. think yeah. I, I think it's more of accountability thing and get this team's focus right i think that's what it's more focused to but to find this stuff, man, these dudes are rich. 
Come on, find them dudes more than that if you ask me. But Man. hey, hey. <laughs> shoot, shoot. Yeah, all right. So <laughs> on behalf of the one and only uh, Ed Easy Smith, I am Javon J. Love Adams. That is Casual E. Earl Burnett. Go to KSR, support KSR Radio. So casualsports.com, K A Z U A L S P O R T Z dot com and uh and so make make sure you tell a friend and tell a friend about what we have going on here go ahead easy what you remember got? brother earl is joining me on the show this week too yeah oh, absolutely. In on the easy sports talk show you keep Another. talking about being wally pitt don't don't let, don't <laughs> don't let earl wally pitt me. Okay. I, I try to get it get into your house and, and uh, the, the key the key the locks will have been changed so yeah so make sure you uh, check us out uh, the the easy sports talk show one to three eastern uh go to sports map radio sportsmapradio.com you can listen on from the from the uh, site or you can download the app for your apple or android device but uh yeah so this has been believe in the arizona cardinals and as we always like to say around this time uh, you can see you later bird gang